listening to the Running With God podcast, more than nominal Christianity. like to welcome everyone to a brand new episode of the Running With God podcast. I am your host, Coach Darby, and I'm very excited to be back with you today talking a whole lot about running and a whole lot about following Jesus. Thank you for being patient with me. I know it's been quite a while since we've released a new episode, but we will be wrapping up our series on running to finish well with a ninth episode today. We're still talking a little bit about spiritual disciplines, and we're going to be finishing up with what I consider to be saving one of the best spiritual disciplines for last. I'm also excited for what's on the horizon for the Running With God podcast. We have a brand new series that will be cranking up next week, which will be a weekly series. So you will have even more episodes of the Running With God podcast delivered directly to your device through your podcast provider. But that will not happen if you do not follow the Running With God podcast and subscribe. So I would like to encourage you. This podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Spotify, Google, Apple, and of course, Anchor, which is our host website for the Running With God podcast. I also want to give a special shout out to Caleb from Indianapolis, Indiana. Caleb emailed me earlier this week, provided some great feedback for the Running With God podcast, as well as as some good encouragement, but also some convicting feedback because Caleb recognized that I had not released an episode in quite some time. So I would like to dedicate this episode to Caleb from Indianapolis. Um, I appreciate the Lord using you, Caleb, to convict me that I needed to get back on the horse and we needed to release a brand new episode. So we'll be wrapping up the Running to Finish Well series today. And this episode is dedicated to Caleb from Indianapolis. And Caleb, I will have your swag pack in the mail to you this upcoming week. Just want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on in my running life. Um, Just finished the Ake Around the Lake 8K last week. Um, I made a commitment earlier in the month of September that this was going to be the first time I would run an 8K with my daughter. My daughter Avery is 11 years old. She's done a number of um, one-milers and 5Ks. She loves running just like her dad. And I really just through her training thought that this might be a good opportunity for her to make a jump in distance. So I have for the last several weeks been training her on how to run the 8K, which is a five-mile race if you are not a runner by trade. Um, There's a race in my area called the around the lake 8k it's a very fun run where you do your entire 8k around a lake in um landrum slash tryon north carolina there's this beautiful lake called lake lanier it's a very uh, hilly run it is a, like a roller coaster of hills um so there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs but it's probably one of the more beautiful races that you can do in the fall in upstate south carolina because the leaves have already begun to change color and there is lots of tree coverage across this course well i just got to brag for a minute just a proud running father here we, we did this course like three times leading up to the race itself. And every time uh, we went out on a training run around the lake, 
Avery's time was just getting faster and faster. She was just getting more adapted to the heels and to what to do going uphill, what to do on those flats, what to do going downhill. And obviously the biggest obstacle of all, which is the 8K distance. Five miles is a lot for an 11-year-old, especially an 11-year-old that's never really done more than a 5K up until this point. But we had the race this past weekend, and she absolutely rocked it. I mean, there were points in the race where I feel like she was about to pull away from me. And I think what's most impressive about her run was we went out at a very conservative 10.30 pace, and she held that pace very good. And, of course, going downhill, we sped up. But her last mile was an 8.25. I mean, she laid the hammer down on that last mile. We didn't exactly run negative splits. There are some of the steeper inclines in the middle part of this course. So there were some times that we jumped up to about a 10.50 pace. But for her to get to mile four and lay the hammer down and run 8.25 last mile, that's just, I was just floored. I was, it was incredible. She did it with a smile on her face. Um, she won her age group, which is phenomenal. Her age group was 14 and under. She's only 11, so she did have to compete against teenagers, which is amazing. And I just couldn't be more of a proud father. I just thank God for blessing me with a daughter that loves running as much as I do and honestly is going to be way more talented at distance running than I ever was, especially at her age. Very excited for half marathon season. It is upon us. I'm looking forward to the Trine half marathon. I'm going to be also doing the Charleston half marathon in January, which is a beautiful run. I'm on the fence of whether or not I'm going to travel back down to Birmingham, Alabama. I'm trying to convince some of the guys in my Sunday school class to come and do the marathon relay with me in Alabama. But if they choose not to, I'm probably going to solo it in the half marathon. I love the Mercedes-Benz marathon weekend. It's one of the best um, half marathon marathon weekends that you could possibly attend. And I will probably be traveling back to Oak Island, uh, North Carolina, also in February to um, try the Coastal Race Productions uh, half marathon that they do up there. I've done that series a number of years. You, the medals are massive. I mean, these medals are like flavor Flav medallions hanging around your neck. They're just incredible. And it's a wonderful race group that puts on that BAM series. I might go to Washington. I'm I'm really looking at the Washington, D.C. rock and roll half marathon weekend. Um, and when I went to Washington over the summer, I just fell in love with that area. I know I talked on the podcast about going and attending David Platt's church. I'd really like to go back to that church or maybe even go attend Ben Stewart's church in D.C. But it just works out well with my work schedule. I've got the Friday off before, so I've got a, a travel day that I could use to get there. I'm really praying and thinking about that one. And uh, if I'm racing through any of your areas, please give me an email. Let me know. I will drop a swag pack off at your house for the Running with the God podcast. I'll be very happy to connect with you either through email or in person. I also want to talk to you about this next series that we're going to do on the Running with God podcast, and it is called Speedwork. This is going to be a very quick-paced uh, series. I will open every series with an actual speed work workout that you may want to use in your own running if you are a runner. Um, as a former cross-country coach, one of the my favorite days as a coach was always Wednesday. We always focused on speed work on Wednesday. So I have a library full of speed workouts that can be used for everything from one-mile fun runs all the way up to the marathon itself. So I'm very excited to share just some good quality speed work ideas with you that you might be able to incorporate in your own training. 
But from a biblical perspective, I want to give you a very speedy episode of the Running With God podcast. So all of these episodes will be less than 10 minutes. That is my goal. And we're going to use the REAP method of Bible study. I started a REAP journal for the first time this year. And REAP is an acronym that stands for READ examine, apply, and pray. So what we will do on each episode of this series is we will take the Word of God, maybe a scripture or a selection of verses. We will read them. We will examine them. We will try to apply them to our daily lives, and then we will pray the Word back to God. So I'm really excited about our speed work episodes. They're going to be released weekly, so you will get bombarded with Running With God episodes, but they're going to be the perfect length to listen to in your car, to listen to on your run, and they will be very... um time managed. They will be very short and quick. So even if you don't have 40 or 30 minutes to dedicate to entire episodes to a podcast, this will be something that you could literally listen to listening to while you're getting ready for work. So I hope that serves as an encouragement to you. It's obviously going to be a little bit quicker for me to publish and push these things out to you too. And I hope first and foremost that they um, they help you as you're walking uh, this life and you're trying to strive to be a better follower of Christ each and every day and as you're combating nominal Christianity. I also want to encourage you to be an active participant in those speed work episodes. Send me an email at runningwithgodpodcast at gmail.com if there is a section of the Bible that you would like to me to focus on, that you would like to request that I focus on. Please feel free to send me those uh, selection of scriptures or uh, that that special um, verse in the Bible that means something to you. I will be happy to include that in these episodes and we can reap our way through God's word together. I also want to do a, a quick little gear plug. It's it's rare on the Running With God podcast that I ever talk to you about running gear, but I recently have had an upgrade in my um, Garmin GPS watch, and what caused this upgrade was that my Garmin 4Runner 255, the battery life, just started going out very quickly. So I had to do something, and fortunately for me, I'd been saving up a, a whole lot of Amazon gift cards over the years, and I'm very good at saving birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. So I noticed that I wanted in my GPS running watch just longer battery life. I didn't really care for more metrics or anything like that. I just really wanted something that I could trust no matter what distance I'm doing. I have an ultra marathon buddy that has been talking to me over the years about trying to do an ultra marathon with him. So I really looked at ultra marathon watches just to see if there was anything out there that might provide longer battery life. So I researched and I came up with the the Garmin Endura which is a GPS watch that boasts incredible battery life. And fortunately enough for me, the Garmin Enduro 2 just came out. So the Garmin Enduro 1, the price had just plummeted. It was now affordable, whereas it used to be like a $1,000 GPS watch. Now it was falling into the $400 and $500 range. So I purchased the Garmin Enduro. I've had, at this point, I've had it for about two weeks. I've got several different runs on it, including that ache around the lake. And I just cannot be more in love with a GPS watch. This thing is incredible. It boasts 60 solid days of battery life. And GPS um, doesn't seem to really knock a dent in that battery life. I've charged this watch one time. 
I've ran on five or six separate occasions. So I've been using the GPS feature, not to mention I wear it all the time. So the heart rate monitor is always going. It's always providing metrics about my sleep, about my steps, about virtually everything that a GPS watch can provide metrics on. And I haven't knocked a dent in this thing's battery life. It's literally telling me that it can go 38 more days. I mean, it's just an incredible watch and from a GPS perspective, extremely accurate. So I couldn't be more proud. If you are in the market for a GPS watch, I would highly suggest the Garmin Enduro. It is going to be a little pricey. If you're a novice runner, there are definitely other things out there that are available to you that you don't have to invest as much in, such as the Garmin 4Runner 55. I just came off of the 255. It was a good watch, but I really only got about three years out of it as far as the battery life goes. But this Garmin Enduro is next level. I'm just so impressed with it, and it probably is going to help me make my decision to, in the future, take my buddy up on his offer and try my hand at an ultra marathon. But that'll be something to discuss later on the Running With God podcast. And if I ever do an ultra, I'm really going to need some prayer. All right, so let's talk about what we're doing today with Spiritual Disciplines, our last episode of Running to Finish Well. We are talking about a spiritual discipline that does not get discussed very often, but it is as biblical as it could possibly be. Even from the mouth of Jesus, Jesus talks specifically about this spiritual discipline. And the spiritual discipline is fasting. Now, if you don't know what fasting is, fasting is essentially the act of sustaining from food for a godly biblical purpose. That's basically what fasting is. If you have your Bibles, I would invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. I really want to focus in on what Jesus specifically himself has to say about the act of fasting. In Matthew chapter 6, we're going to be looking at verses 16 through 18. These are going to be the words of Jesus, so these are red letter words in your Bibles. I'll give you just a chance to turn there. And on Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, beginning at verse 16, Jesus says, And when you fast, do not look somber, as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you that they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So this is one of the places specifically that Jesus addresses the word fasting. I want you to really notice that Jesus uses the word when. He actually uses it twice. He says when you fast in verse 16. And in verse 17, he says when you fast again. Notice that Jesus doesn't say if you fast. He says very specifically when you fast. That means to me that it's expected. It's expected to fast as Christ's followers. And if you look earlier in Matthew chapter 6, you'll see that Jesus continued to use the same language when, when he was discussing giving, he would say when you give to the needy, and praying, he would say when you pray. So Jesus was talking to his disciples here. He was talking to people that desired to follow him. And he's using the word when. He's giving expectations of them. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. So what this means to me is that fasting, in Jesus' eyes, is as basic to the Christian life as praying and giving. So let me ask you a question. In your Christian life, 
is fasting as basic and essential to you as giving and praying. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. Fasting has not ever been a part of my Christian walk. But according to this convicting scripture that I just read across this podcast, it should be. It should be as basic and as essential to me as a Christ follower as praying and giving. And I feel like I exceed in both of those other categories. I pray daily. I pray multiple times a day. My prayer life has been influenced significantly by a small group of men that I've been dedicating myself to pray with each and every week. Not to mention praying with my family, praying in the morning. And I'm not on the podcast to say, look at me, look at how great I'm praying. I'm just telling you, being very transparent with you, that my prayer life has been doing so much better lately. My giving, I've always had a great desire to give. I love to give. I see a great return on my investment because God is so faithful. God gives me so much intrinsic reward. He gives me such great opportunity to influence and help others through the act of giving. Giving is not really something that's very hard for me to do. I've always enjoyed giving. But fasting is a completely different story. If I'm being completely honest with you, fasting is one of those spiritual disciplines that I tend to ignore. I tend to think that's some kind of like Old Testament thing that we don't really do anymore. And I think part of the reason of that is that Christians today do not place a high priority on fasting. I never really saw many in the church that I grew up in talk about or or actually do the act of fasting. It wasn't something that was really mentioned. It wasn't anything that that we kind of partook in. It was just something that was kind of glossed over. And even in Christendom today, I don't see hardly anybody talking about fasting and, and doing the act of fasting and Either we're just doing a really good job of keeping that in secret or the fact of the matter is a lot of listeners on this podcast are just like me. And that's just one spiritual discipline that you just flat out do not do. But according to the words of Jesus, it's essential and it's expected because Jesus didn't say if you fast. He didn't say if you want to fast. He didn't say fasting was optional. He said when you fast. So. It's kind of convicting for me to lead this episode of the podcast because I'm literally encouraging you to do something that I have either not done or have poorly done in my own personal life. So here lately, before I've led up to this episode of the podcast, knowing good and well that I would be talking about fasting today, I've been doing some fasting in my life. And I will tell you that it has been a very, very rewarding experience. But it's not something that you can just do zero to 60. I'm definitely not encouraging you to just right now, cold turkey, stop eating. Because if you have not acclimated yourself and your body to that spiritual discipline, I don't think it's going to go very well for you. So I want to give you just some encouragement. I want to give you an acrostic that can help you remember what fasting is all about and how fasting is a spiritual discipline that you can baby step your way into. But how to fast effectively And how to fast in such a way that it's sustainable, that it's something that can become a regular part of your spiritual walk as a disciple of Jesus. So let me give you that acrostic. First of all, in fasting, I want you to think of the word fast, F-A-S-T. And we're going to do this as an acrostic. And each letter of that is going to represent something. So F-A-S-T, fast, the F stands for focus on God. 
the whole reason that we fast is to really focus and connect with God. And it is certainly, as Jesus warned about in verse 16, is not meant to be something to be seen by others. It's not meant to be something that you boast about. It's not meant to be something that you discuss with others. It's something that you do in secret so that you can focus fully on God. The A in fast stands for abstaining from food. This is the very critical part of fasting. I've had to learn that just cold turkey fasting is probably not a good idea because my body's not acclimated to it and because I'm basically setting myself up to fail. So what I've tried to do the last few weeks is cut out certain meals. I went from not eating anything at breakfast for a week and then I went from that to not eating lunch. And this week I'm currently in my fasting process where I have gone during the work week, I haven't eaten breakfast, I haven't eaten lunch, literally the only meal that I have eaten is dinner. Now don't get me wrong, when I come home and it's dinner time, I'm ready, I'm starving, I'm hungry, I've denied myself food all day long, but eventually next week, I'm hoping to cut out dinner for at least a few days. Now I know that Jesus, when he was tempted by Satan, he had gone through a 40-day fast And I don't mind telling you, I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be more like Jesus and actually get to the point where I can fast for several days, where I can focus on God, and then I can do what the S stands for in fast. And the S stands for substitute. When we fast, the whole point of not eating is to substitute the time that we would have spent eating with prayer and Bible study. So when I would normally be sitting down at lunch, with my comrades at work, instead of doing that, I'm going to sit down with God. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to pull out my Bible. I'm going to read through the word during my eating lunchtime, and I'm going to pray. That's the whole point of fasting. It's not just taking something away. It's not just like, oh, I forgot to eat a meal today, so I am so I fasted, or I intentionally skipped lunch so I could lose weight, so I'm going to call that fasting. No, there's no such thing as accidental fasting because you're leaving out the whole S part of the word fast, which is substitute. We're meant to substitute the time that we would have spent eating to connect with God through prayer and through studying his word. And lastly, we've got fast, F-A-S-T. The T stands for taste and see that the Lord is good. The whole point of fasting is to connect with God and to see that he provides all of our needs. And to ultimately say, God, through my act of fasting, I recognize that you're better than food. God, you're better than a sandwich. God, you're better than a steak dinner. You're, you're better than a taco. And, and God, you know I love tacos. I love tacos. For, so for me to put tacos aside and say, God, I don't want those. I want you is an act of connecting with God and having deep intimacy with God and saying, God, you're greater than all of these earthly bodily needs, even down to the act of eating food. You, Father God, provide what I truly need, and that's intimacy with you. And I think that's what's missing from our our, our spiritual life is fasting. We need to take strides and make efforts to fast. And everybody's got different health concerns and needs. And maybe you're in a place where you physically can't do this. You you might even have a doctor telling you exactly what you need to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
but there's always something in your diet that you could probably do without. And I would encourage you to identify what that is, to set it aside for the sake of connecting with God for a period of time. Say, God, you're better than that. You're better than any earthly thing that I could put in my stomach. You're better than any earthly thing that provides me sustenance. Father God, you are my sustenance. You're greater than any of those things. And I just think it's something that's missing from our spiritual life. So I really want to encourage you to focus on denying yourself food through the act of fasting fasting, and basically saying to God, God, I want intimacy with you. And I'm willing to put this meal aside or I'm willing to put this entire day aside of eating to spend more time in your presence and to pray and to read your word and connect with you. I'm going to warn you, it's not going to be easy. But my experience over the past two weeks has been so fruitful and filling, and I really honestly feel closer to God. And I'm very excited for the week coming up because I'm literally going to try to go entire days without eating so I can spend more time in God's Word. And I'm just praying that God will be faithful and He'll still continue to give me the energy to work, to run, to be a great husband, to be a great father to my children. I'm just praying that that God will not let me fall in my responsibilities just because I've chosen to deny myself food to further connect with him. So far in the two weeks that I have done some fasting, I guess that would count as, you know, intermittent intermittent fasting when I've denied myself some meals. I, I do see God's faithfulness that I haven't gone without. I went for a run this morning and felt energized. So it's amazing to see how God makes a way when there is no way. I mean, from a scientific standpoint, I should not have had the energy to complete my run this morning because I literally only had like one meal yesterday. But God is faithful. And this is something that Jesus says is essential to the Christian life. So I just want to pray with you. If you're not fasting, I hope this serves as a convicting message to you through the words of Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is expecting his followers to give, to pray, and to fast as an essential part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time with my friends on the Running With God podcast. I want to thank you for each and every listener that's set aside 30 minutes of their day to listen to these words that hopefully have glorified you. Father God, I just I thank you for their desire to not be nominal, to, to follow you in your word deeply, to pray, to, to give, to um, be a follower of you and a disciple of you, to share the gospel with others, but also according to the words of Jesus, to fast, to be able to set aside certain things in our life that you call us to set aside, whether that be food or social media or whatever it may be. Father God, help us to set aside those things that ultimately steal time away from you. Father God, I thank you for food. I thank you for providing our needs, for giving us a way to fuel our body so that we can walk through life and enjoy things like running, Father God. But help us to recognize that food is does not truly satisfy us, that you satisfy us. So help us to be willing to take that food, to set it aside, and to focus on you, to pray and to study your word, Father God, because you are greater than food. And I pray for those listeners that fasting is not a part of their life, Father God, as it has not been a part of my life. I pray that you will convict us all that we need to be fasting so that we might connect with you 
on a greater level. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that forgives sins and provides a way to be reconciled back to you, God, the great Father. We love you and praise you and thank you for all that you do in our lives. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. May God bless you and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Running With God podcast, more than nominal Christianity. Send us an email at runningwithgodpodcast at gmail.com.